Oh, you guys are recording. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we are recording. This is exciting. I'll put my bag over here. Yeah. That'll be our guest. Not bad. What kind of bag about, is that? Uh, I don't know. That's, Kipling. Oh, Kipling. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Uh, nice? I think he was the first one to the North Pole or the South Pole or something. I don't know. Oh, really? I was. By the way, I would have like bought that lock, stock, and barrel. Like, oh, okay, because I'm a fucking moron. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. How was your holiday, Rick? Do you celebrate Christmas? Not really. I mean, I know your heart beats black. Yeah, not I- like, you know, I'm not being racist here because everything seems racist lately. Well, that that's because of your racism. Oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out, but now I now I'm feeling it. Yeah, now it's um. But I was thinking of like the Grinch with his little black heart. Yeah, mine doesn't grow. It okay. uh, so uh, my wife is Jewish. Okay. So Good she times. doesn't celebrate Christmas. But she likes the menorah. Nope. Okay. She doesn't celebrate that either. Um, so like Julia learned about christmas stuff at preschool because you know they had a christmas tree and uh oh christmas tree and they taught them christmas carols and all that bullshit <laughs> so i had to go to her preschool christmas celebration presentation which was okay just terrible it's like you're saying a bunch of kindergartens put on a kindergartners put on a terrible show not even i mean they're three they're not oh, even I'm sorry, kindergarten. preschool yeah it's preschool yeah so they, they gave them imagine. all a jingle bell and then made them sing jingle bell rock and most of them were crying because they just didn't know what was going on and there's just all these parents <laughs> taking photos and uh so this was julia crying the show she's just looking like what's wrong with you pussies well they line up like the 25 kids and i'm looking oh. i'm like where the fuck is julia and then i see uh she's like 20 feet behind all the kids hiding behind a cabinet tree because she doesn't want to be a part of it. So one of the teachers goes and forces her up to the front and she, then she's like just standing in front of everybody. Everyone else is standing together and she's just standing by herself, violently shaking her jingle bell, not singing. Flings the jingle bell at one point. I mean, Uh, why do they force them to put on a show? I I don't know. I mean, like, these kids are, like, two and a half and three years old. They have no fucking clue what they're doing or saying. Yeah. I'm just just excited to run and play, and they don't give a shit. Like, I saw my, uh, I've seen my nephew in his (laughs) kindergarten show where he had to sing, and I remember my brother Billy looking at him going, sing, and I'm like, leave him alone. Then flash to this year, he was a shepherd. And so we go to church, and my brother Billy's in church. I'm like, this whole place is going to burn down. You haven't been in here in a long time. Yeah. Uh, The last time I think uh, I was in church with my brother Billy, he forced me to go to communion when I hadn't made my first Holy Communion. That's badass. So I've been dead for years uh, in the church's eyes and my own Well, quite some time. I mean, it's all, you know... It's all pedophilia over there. Anyway, it's true. So. And then his his son was on state on the altar, and he's really cute. Like he was holding his staff and like his shepherd. He was doing his thing. Yeah. And there was a real baby 
uh, Mary was Always weird. the eighth grader was holding a real baby. Was and it hers? Because I mean, that could I, oh, be straight fingers South Philly. Crossed, yeah. Fingers crossed, but yeah. I think it wasn't because uh, you know today they tell them things, and oh, so uh, back in the day we were. Uh, but yeah, so she was holding the baby, and um, my nephew was just looking like uh, she's gonna drop that baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they were singing, and he wasn't singing because he kept just looking. Like, hey, Mary, yeah. what are you doing? And then feed uh, that baby, Mary. My brother Billy was like, "Sing," and I'm like, "Leave him alone! You don't even go to church, weirdo." Yeah, that's now weird. he's got to sing in the carol. It is, it is forceful, and I'm. It gave me anxiety because I forgot I blocked that out. But apparently, I was part of that when I was at that age, because the angels came up and I you played were an angel. An angel. I remember having to be in talk the, about miscast the Christmas nativity play. Yeah, at, that's exactly at, what it was. Uh, at church when I was like, <laughs> I was probably in kindergarten. I had to be yeah. Joseph. <gasps> and I remember the year before, my brother was a shepherd. I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna be nice. a shepherd. And then you they, didn't get it. You got upgraded. I guess that's a bump. Um, I and I just remember being like, this sucks, and. Uh, my mom coloring a beard on me with mascara or something <laughs> and just being like, what are we doing? And then um, everyone being like, you were a really good Joseph. I'm like, cool. I'm the, I'm the dude who's, who didn't fuck that. Yes. Has that a miracle baby. That's a miracle baby. Yes. That is. That's, um, that's rape old school. I mean, we're talking about a bitch who stuck to her that's story. Ghost rape. No, no, no. This is an angel impregnated me. <laughs> So isn't that Mary? You cheated on me. Technically, no. ghost raping. Right? No, no, no. I, listen, no. There was no one else's dick that came inside me for sure. Th- this was God. Yeah, that's. You don't just have to be, you know, come in it's, to have a baby. Rick. Yeah, it's I, not, I don't know if you're reading. It's not properly. ghost rape. It is just a dude boning a slut down in Bethlehem. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa. Why she got to be a slut? Uh, Why can't she just be? Because lonely? it was. Because it was like. 10 BC, and she's out there just getting the bone. Well, you know, violating all the rules of the day. It could have been hot out. Some people have problems when it's hot out. So it's hot out, and so she wasn't wearing clothes. And then it's like, oh, it's so just hot. Just the swarthy. What could really. The swarthy Middle Eastern man was like, I have secret to making you feel cool. I have hummus. I need to get out. Unbelievable. I I don't see why not. I would let him do it. I I, The story is always like sketchy. Yeah. But I remember in eighth grade, we would have to put on a passion play. I mean, that sounds like fucking. Pretty much. Yeah. That's what I was hoping. So uh, they didn't let me in it. Well, they wanted me to be in it, probably because I was so good as an angel. Yeah, that was it. They they heard about. But they were like, yeah, be a part of it. You're creative. I'm like, I'm not creative. Leave me alone. Like, I would get mad. Yeah, you were a fighter then. Yeah. Well, you weren't an artist like you are today. Still a fighting artist. Well, I guess that's Maybe true. I'm going to. That's a good Art of the thing. fight. Right. But like a fighter who like beats people up artistically, like I punch you, but your bruises in like a cool. You're the Jackson Pollock of face yes. beatings. It's just like a bam, 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 bam. Blood splatter onto a canvas from the beating you give. It'd be so exciting. Even if I got the beating, I don't mind it. You don't care. I don't care. I just want to feel something. I'm Irish. Yeah. You have to find. You're like, there has to be something in there. There has to be something in there. You just keep punching and then there's nothing. Yeah. It's amazing. It feels good. <laughs> <laughs> feeling nothing feels good really 
Yeah, I'm tired of feeling anything. I mean, I guess you're right, because if, if we didn't have so much anxiety, I think all the anxiety started with things like Jingle Bells. Yeah. Putting you in the plays, putting you in a passion play with no passion. Listen, if this shitty fucking preschool presentation had worked out the way they wanted it to, it would have been awful. Anyway. Would it have been like a Netflix? Been 25 like kids just screaming, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, and they the, made him sing that song? Too? Yeah. It's not even religious. It's like a... Nah, yeah, there's okay, no religion okay, there because, okay. uh, you know... I'm sure there's some multi-religious qualities at this place. They seem like they're woke other than definitely making fun of Native Americans as much as possible over Thanksgiving. Okay. They make fun of them? Well, they had them doing art projects that were extremely questionable. Red-faced? They they were Is that how you become racist when you color your face? Yep. I mean, there was just a lot of uh, handprint. Indian faces with like very huge oh, Indian noses okay, and stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, are they Italian or uh, Indian? I don't think I'm sorry. We should be allowed to. <laughs> and the fucking hippie, uh, the hippie, the hippie woke school teacher. Oh, the school. Uh, yeah. There's like a. Is it a Montessori thing? Is it? No, oh, no. Good, but God. no, there's this. Uh, so the, the preschool sorry. just started doing this bullshit. Uh, what's it called? Where like you composting or something okay so there's like some rich kid hippie school in topanga canyon that it's like 30 grand a year and shit they go to class three days a week and two days a week it's all outdoor exploration where they learn while hiking the trails of topanga canyon because your spirit can't be held down in the classroom yeah boy so these fucking loser kids came to the Thanksgiving uh, presentation okay. to uh, talk that about was their composting. Thing? Yeah, okay. so it's like one of the kids looked like Sasquatch. His hair was so big and matted, and they're just oh, um, so composting is good because um, every year, as a nation, the amount of waste we put into the planet. Is the same that could, and everyone just a bunch of rich asshole parents were just like, eat my trash, basically, kid. What I don't really know what composting means. I don't think it's like you, instead of throwing your food in the trash, you put it. it in a bucket and then you let oh. it break down naturally, and then you back to put nature. it back into the soil and back to use nature. Those, yeah, use okay, those nutrients. Okay, okay. That's, okay, that's what I was thinking. Some ridiculous bullshit. Because in my head, I'm like, I could. Am I wrong? I don't know what this means. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it is. Okay. And it's, you know, not using any plastic. You, you right. Instead of using a plastic fork, they've got these really great wood and bamboo forks now. So that amazing. you can throw in the compost bucket. And just, I'd like to put them in a bucket. Oh, my God. Put the lotion in the basket and then just fucking <laughs> be done with it. lady. Put I'd all of it me. in the basket. Yeah, so the, these people are just fucking losers. But the kids came out and they were singing some uh, Indian song, a song about being Indians for Thanksgiving. And one of the one of the hippie school kids was Stood like, up. "This is not appropriate. This is cultural appropriation." I'm like, "That's not what it is, you fucking retard. This is just making fun of a different culture." 
This is cultural <laughs> appropriation would mean that they were trying to a- actually act like Indians. Right. They're not doing that, you fucking right. moron. They're just don't try and act better than us and not even know what you're saying, what you're offended by, which correctly. is what they all do. Someone should have just beaten these kids to death, and a couple of more minorities, so it wouldn't have been okay. But oh, well, here's the thing: the white kids should have been beaten to death. Whatever kind you are, minority, not minority, whatever. Sure, should all be beaten. Yeah, everyone should get a good licking. At some point, you need to be smacked in the face or you just grow up to be the worst person and work at the airport, I'm assuming. Probably. A lot of airport workers. Today at the airport, I got- You flew in today. I flew in today. Okay. So I flew in this morning, Philadelphia. To uh, Atlanta. To Atlanta and then to LA, obviously. But I was so pissed. I got there an hour early. Which is very good for me. Yeah. I'm usually 45 minutes. Sure. What's up? Uh, and, I, and I usually have to sprint a little bit, but no big deal. Okay. Philadelphia Airport. Good times. Yeah. They open. They're like, yeah, TSA gets there when they get there. Why not? So What time goes, was your flight? 5.50 a.m. Nice. Okay. So it's 4.50. Yeah. Uh, she goes, she goes, you gotta go to the back of the line. I go, okay. So I'm walking around, turn, turn, turn. I basically went all the way around the airport Okay. to the line. I'm like, oh shit. So I see a, a guy running through. I go, hey man, why is this? She, he goes, oh, we ain't open yet. We ain't open yet. Yeah. They got flights, motherfucker. There's people that have flights before mine leaves. Yeah. I can't be the first flight out it's yeah 550 oh my god i barely i was two seconds before they shut the door two minutes maybe god damn i was like you motherfucker so i walked up and this lady's leaning on the post like a a, a beam whatever it's called like in the middle of the airport just leaning i ain't doing anything yeah another guy that another worker talking to her Guy walks up. He's like, hey, my flight's at whatever. You know, he probably had four seconds to get through. Thank God I met somebody in line. They were like, go ask. I'll hold your place because her flight was a little bit after mine. So I went to ask. And as the guy's like, my my flight, la la. She goes, whatever time your flight is, you got to get in the back of the line. And he was like, yeah, but my, she goes, I don't care what time your flight is. And I was like, bitch. To be. I'm taking from your inflection that this was a extremely white lady, a very white white person. Well, it's Philadelphia, <coughs> right? And so it doesn't matter where you are. At the God, airport. she was fucking nasty. And then I walked up, and she goes, "You heard what I said to him?" And I was like, "Bitch, I will snatch that weave out your fucking right. head." Right, what a very white blonde weave. I'm guessing. <laughs> Actually, it was blonde. Mm-hmm. It was blonde. It was blonde uh, braids. And, uh, bitch, get a different job because you have to work with people. And uh, if you have to work with people and you don't like people, don't work with people. Yeah, that's why I had to stop working. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Like, I would never work in customer service because I'd be like, go fuck yourself every five minutes. Yeah. That's why I had to stop waiting tables. Yeah. Because every time someone talked down to me, I'm like, I know you think you're better than me because I'm serving you. Mm -hmm. But I don't give a fuck. And I will put my dick in your food. (laughs) And then managers okay. get so mad every time everyone knows you're putting your dick in their food. Mm-hmm. So 
I just couldn't do it. Why? Why would the managers get mad knowing your dick is in the lunch? I don't understand. And I just never got it. The deal is, it's like yeah, it that's like spices. I'm dunking my nut bag in the ranch dressing. So what? Who likes ranch dressing? Have you had any complaints from anyone about the ranch dressing? I've been doing this for weeks. For weeks. Yeah. And you're At, at islands in Manhattan Beach. Everyone liked ranch dressing. Did they really? It was so gross. The I, foulest of all. Flavors. I've never had ranch dressing. It's and so gross. When I see people put it on pizza, I'd like to just slowly choke them out. Yeah, it's uh, white trash. I need to see every breath leave yeah. their body. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, put it on pizza. Growing up in Kansas, I, I've seen people put ranch dressing on literally everything. It's so gross to me. I, I, the flavor makes me feel nauseous. The name bothers me because it's Ugh. so pushed in your face. When I worked at a, a no longer operating restaurant in Kansas when I was in college called Buffalo Bob Smokehouse. It was a little okay. barbecue joint in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Um, I like Joe's in Kansas, by the way. Yeah, Joe's is the shit. Killer. Uh, this was nowhere near as good as any of the Kansas City places. Like this was real, where KU was. Right, right. So, oh, okay. um, but it, they had uh, people wanted ranch with everything. Part of the deal was like you get your barbecue sandwich, whatever meat you wanted, and then they would bring out an enormous plate of curly fries for everyone to share. Okay. It was one of those type of places. Okay. And so people were always like, get me ranch. And you bring them out a ramekin. They're going to be like, I'm going to need three more if they're going to be this small. Oh. Like, so people are just drinking this shit, basically. And so I always talk about how gross it was. Got to give them a bamboo straw to drink through. Oh. I would just go, oh, ranch is so gross. And so all the other employees were like these slobs, and they would eat ranch by the handful. And uh, I was like, oh, it's so gross. I can't even stand it. And someone goes... How much to get you to drink a ramekin of of ranch dressing? Oh shit! And I was like, uh, twenty bucks. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, all I needed was twenty bucks. I could get a bag of weed. That was mm-hmm. the goal. So, oh, oh, okay. I was just basically like, yeah, so you, you know have gold. I can get a bag of weed for a ramekin of ranch. I'm willing to do that. So I drank, uh, I drank this ramekin of ranch it's like three gulps or something okay and it's so gross like i'm literally drank it and they give me the 20 bucks and then i walked about four feet and i just threw up the ranch dressing all oh. over the floor in the restaurant it was pretty awesome is that the first time you ever had ranch dressing i i think i'd had it like accidentally on like a salad or something that someone tossed in ranch and i didn't know oh. but yeah, yeah. it's just a vile taste but you know it was, this is the era I've of jackass. So I'm either. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so. just like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. I, I, I did a lot of dumb shit for 20 bucks. Oh, I know a lot of people that would do it. Yeah. Would do for less. Same era. Uh, I remember letting people smash uh, cookie sheets over my head, like just run up and hit me as hard as they could with a, a cookie pan and just wrapping this pan around my head, like totally <laughs> causing concussions. Is this in college? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, so I'm a, you know, a 19-year-old maniac. And I'm just curious, like, what age you're like, I got an idea. I mean, I get it because I like to hurt. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, it was, you know, it'd be like at parties. Somebody hits you the wrong way, that might make me snap. Like, I remember uh, Sheezer being like, uh, 
hey, can I smack this over your head? <laughs> We're at some party. And it makes perfect. I was like, yeah. Is, he, is it your dick? Yeah, like, it, as long as it's not your dick, you can much. slap it over my head. Um, and someone filming it, and then all of us sitting in the room, all drunk and high, just watching in slow motion as he just wraps this cookie sheet around my head, just bends it so bad, hits me so hard, and I just go flailing. Jesus. Good times, though. So great. Yeah. You learned a lot. It's amazing that you're still smart. They didn't knock it out of you. Uh, Look, I was doing everything I could to just fit in and be an average American, (laughs) try and enjoy life. Because, like, my brother Charlie would do stuff like that, but um, mostly he'd be like, I could do that. Like, sometimes do it for nothing. Sure. And then one time, and I mean, this is 80s, so it was like a giant camcorder. Yeah. Uh, that I remember this kid, Tommy Bressy, was filming him, and Charlie was like, Yeah, I could do because he could play basketball really well. Like, he could have been a globetrotter. He was like odd. Getting his and one mixtape put together. Right. Yeah. And it, like, Charlie, he'd hit a layup, but he never just hit a regular layup. He'd have to spin or flip it around the sure. back. Like, he never finger roll, never you know. a normal shot. Yeah. So they made him like, um, he ran over, there was like these little benches on the side. He jumped over the bench. He ran up, jumped on a trash can and he was going to like flip it under. And so trash can wasn't sturdy and he went flying all your, and it's probably our favorite tape ever to watch. Sure. And he made nothing on that. Yeah. Except for a lot of bruises. Sure. But you know what? He did it. Uh, he had the mindset of the U.S. Army. You sacrifice one for many. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's just. He still, you could still get Charlie to be like, I, I bet you can't. And then, he, like, I love that commercial. Remember Jordan and uh, Bird would be like, off the back. And, and yeah, Julius, nothing but net. Yeah, nothing but net. Like, yeah. off the back. Da-da. That's Charlie. Like, I got an idea. And you're like, wait, what? That's yeah. not how you. Like, we play football, basketball. Have you ever done that? Is that tackle basketball? Nope. It's a football, and uh, you go to opposite ends, and you throw it backboard as a point in the point. Yeah. In the, it's two points if you get it in. Let's just say we, you know. Yeah. We played similar games. (laughs) Yeah. We, we, I think we, we called it, it might have been the same game, but similar. We called it rim ball. Because he tried to hit the, at but least with the a rim. football. With a football, you you could get like if it hit the rim, you got points. Yeah. If it hit the backboard, you got points. If it went in, if it went in, you got more points. Maximum points. Yeah. Yeah. So we we would play um, like that. I think I, we didn't play it this trip, but we were playing it over Thanksgiving. <laughs> but my nephew Billy's like, that, this ruins my ball. Like this is I have a real football, and we're slamming it against yeah. a backboard. That's not. <laughs> Look, if he's not going pro, then. <laughs> He's got a cannon, that kid, that little shit. I don't know why he doesn't play, like, you know, stick with, because he's perfect. You ought to get Uncle Rico, Richie Taylor, to go Uncle coach Rico. him a little bit. Man, if Coach would just put me in, I'd be sitting in a mountain in a hot tub with my soulmate right now. For some reason, I just, why didn't they cast Ricky, Richie as Uncle Rico? He was so good, Uncle Rico. Yeah, and but R- Richie is that's ex- that's the best description. Yeah, of Richie I've ever heard. Yeah, because he's definitely filming himself doing throwing passing drills. Pass- yeah, at, 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 dead at forty five. 
Just like, what are you doing, man? You got you to keep your I tape still fresh. Have you got to keep your. Fr- I, I haven't played in ten years. That's extra extra time. <laughs> me, me, and my nephew Jimmy always uh, joke about this. What's that? Hell's the name of the movie? I can't think of it. Faison loves in it. Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, some kind of resort. They're on a oh, a couples retreat. Couples retreat. Okay, yeah. so it's just a little. The movie overall not great, but there's always these little moments. Yeah, I've and only then, seen a couple little scenes. Exactly, and then John Favreau is like, uh, "I rocked in high school," and he's like, "You didn't rock." Vince Vaughn's like, "You didn't rock in high school." He goes, "Yo, yeah, you want to check tape?" And no matter what somebody <laughs> does, like little Jimmy will be like, "Bro." I rocked in high school. You want to check tape? Like, yeah. just <laughs> they were making fun of me. My nephew Brandon says that uh, when I catch, I just put my hands like this and it bounces off. It's yeah. not, it's stone not, hands. That's not true. Yeah. It's not. I'm an excellent ball That's player. Eleanor Stone Hands Kerrigan. <laughs> okay, there was some days. This finger's broken completely. Yeah. It's not coming back. The shape is Little natural. Billy and uh, Brandon broke this one. Okay. And then this one, um, they were using me as a backboard on Makes Christmas sense. Day. Yeah. Honestly, why not? Yeah. And they were, little Billy is drilling it. And I'm like trying to not break everything in my sister's house. So I'm trying, I'm this person. You're knocking it down. Yeah. Yeah. And my niece's new fiance is trying to, he's like, why would you? And I go, this is just how it goes. This is life here. This is the, this this is are the, the roles I get. The streets of Philadelphia. This is how we do it. And he's like, I'm not standing here. He was terrified. He's like, I got to get out of here. He's like covering himself. And he just ran, he just ran off. And he's a big dude. And, he, and then he watched as the, I tried to catch. And both of these fingers went, bam. And then the oh. eight-year-old just giggles because Annel's broken again. So funny. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. The little shepherd was like, oh, she's broken. On the inside and the outside, so everything's working out. As long as it's full circle, yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to be damaged in only one way. So wait, I have a question. Christmas Day happens. Yeah. And then, what do you do? Like I'm so uh, regimented at my mother's. So my my parents sent a bunch of presents, and my brothers and sisters sent Julia presents. Oh, cool. So so you had to have. So I bought her. I went and bought her some presents, and uh, I just wrapped everything. Christmas Eve after she went to bed. Right, Santa Claus. See, you're getting into it. Before I, uh, actually, I wrapped them after I got home from the comedy store. And, um, and, uh, yeah. So then I. So she woke up. She woke up. But it wasn't like Santa bought these. Fuck no. Santa (laughs) didn't get any credit for the shit I bought her. You kidding? I don't want my kid thinking there's some fucking creepy fat pedophile sneaking into her house. Listen, that was the greatest thing ever. I don't know who made that up to lie to kids. Yeah. Truly one of the best things. And then as I told my mom all the time, I go, you know, you guys could have worked harder and kept this for a lot longer. Yeah. Because it's tough though, when you have older siblings because someone's going to let the cat out of the bag always. Of of course, and a million like, times they would, and we would go, "You're crazy." Oh uh, yeah. See, <laughs> as soon as my brother found out, I don't even know how old he was. He he just told all of us, "Like Santa's not real." And I was like, "What is that true?" And my mom was like, "Yeah." <sighs> well, I, there's ten of us, so yeah. some the, the oldest is eleven years older than That's me. That's what I'm saying. So you, you should have been born into knowing that shit ain't real, right? So I mean, we were very young, but how my brother Billy and I, the two most horrible people on the planet found out like we lived to fuck things up 
Sure. And so we were like, just, we would lie, like we had two younger, Bobby and Edie are younger. So we would say, look, if you guys don't go to bed, Santa's not coming. And all we wanted them to do was go to sleep because they're too noisy and they don't know how to sneak around properly. And our house Smart. is very small. Yeah. So if you're going to sneak around, you got to sneak, sneak. Like yeah. You got to. And Billy and I were so good. We could go down, distract. <coughs> like if my brother Charlie was babysitting, we distract him old school style by having the operator call the home phone. Sure. I mean, a lot of listeners out there are like, what? What's yeah, a home they phone? I don't know. What's an operator? Yeah. Anyway, they would call. We would say the line is there's a problem. They would call, Charlie would have to get up, go in the kitchen, and then Stealth and Stealthier would come down and hide behind, you know, the couch, or and he had no idea. <laughs> this is a tiny house. Yeah. Anyway, so we would find things, whatever, but Christmas, we were looking for presents, and we, my mom used to write our names, and then we, she, we caught on to that, so she put us by number. That's when I found out I was number eight. And then, because I couldn't count before then, uh, I was like, oh, this is me. And so there's no way to hide things. So I guess they would take it to my dad's typewriter store and then he would drive, they would unload it Christmas Eve. So while we're making Bobby and Edie go to sleep, we look out and we're watching them unload this truck. Unbelievable. (laughs) I'm like, you motherfuckers. When I was a kid. You ruined it. The deal was Santa brought one big gift. And then everything else was from my parents. Oh. So it was like. Interesting. You get the the main gifts from Santa and then everything else was just. Yeah, Were your like, parents religious? Not really. Okay. Kind. I mean. My mom's super. Like she's wearing a cape with a yeah, like, C on it. Like my mom was Catholic and my dad was Lutheran and my dad converted to Catholicism when they got married or whatever, but. There was times in my childhood where they'd be like, we're going to church. And they would last like three you know, weeks. Like, uh, and then my brother and I were so bad that they're like, it's embarrassing. We can't go to church anymore. And they'd be like, victory. <laughs> and then like as soon as I was in middle school or something, I was just so cynical. Like, no, we're not doing this shit. That's funny. Yeah, see, we, we, had a, we went to Catholic school. She was yeah. trying. She was trying to keep us together. Like it, keep us a, whatever. As ba- most of my childhood, trouble, we were we were pretty much a holiday religious family. So we'd go to Easter with one of our grandparents. It was all about oh, okay. pleasing grandparents, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like my mom wanted her. Then mom once to the think grandparents we were good. go, yeah. they're like, oh, all right, well, now yeah. we can do our own thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so yeah, it was. Uh, we'd usually do like Easter with one grandparent. And then this would be Easter at the Lutheran Church, and then Christmas mm-hmm. Eve at the Catholic Church. But Corinne's family, same thing. They don't do it either. They don't do anything. No. Wow. Like I think her parents like light the menorah and stuff, but uh-huh. they yeah, even, they never went to synagogue or whatever. Okay. Even so, Dice does both. Like he, he well, he, when the kids were younger, he went to synagogue. But when they got older, yeah, it was their choice. Right. Um, no one wants to do Right. That. And so they just do the high holidays. I don't even think they do that as much anymore, but they pretty much always just did the high holidays. And the Hanukkah is not a high holiday, but he would like the menorah and have a Christmas tree. Yeah. So I told... He was uh, like, I don't care. I just like fun. Like, yeah. I'll, it's not about religion. That's what I said. I just go, 
Do you have a tree? No. Wow. But yeah, I just, I, I don't want to deal with that because I would have to buy it and decorate it and shit. And I don't care. What did you think of our tree guy in Philadelphia? <laughs> I loved it. Was it you that wrote it or was it Danish and O'Neill? Must have been them. That said, uh, is there a new Jimmy and Joey auditioning? Oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Yeah, get, How great is that's he? the new Jimmy. He seems like a <laughs> class act. Freddie's great. Um, and the other guy, Rocky. Oh, Rocky is who you were talking about. Freddie's the guy who sold me the tree. It's his lot. It. Yeah. But uh, he also, he was telling me, yo, uh, I, where's Dice? You know, every, and I'm like, he's he's not here. Yeah, it's he's, not, it's not a thing. We're not. You know him, get him over here. Go, go call him on the, uh, on the phone. Like, do the, uh, where I could see him. Face FaceTime? FaceTime. Uh yeah, he doesn't do FaceTime, you know. Yeah. So I'm trying everything. He's on a plane right now. Yeah, so But he did he did make a video and then Andrew posted it. He made a video of a I was I was driving down the street and I said, Yo, is that Andrew Dice? That ain't Dice. I is Jimmy, is that Dice? He said, Yeah, it's Dice. He said, Get the fuck out of here. That was the story. Dead. I was dying. Class act. I was dying. Yeah, I, I just can't get that festive. I just don't care. But how could you not, knowing there's a Rocky wannabe well, and I, Freddie? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have that out here. <laughs> That's why I go home. Yeah, because you get that experience. To buy a Christmas tree in Los Angeles, I may have done it twice. Like, to, like because Dice has an artificial. Yeah. Um, which is when I say people don't really care. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, it's so much smarter to have an artificial. The, tree. the only way I would ever do it is with a fake. Tree. Oh my god, it's so much smarter to have yeah. an artificial. But I mean, this year my sister Karen had an artificial tree, which is very rare. Um, but the reason is, remember those bugs that were? They said they came in from China. The I Japanese like, beetles. I thought they were China. I'm, they you might be right, yeah. Japanese, but I don't know. But they were—they're all China to you, Al. In my neighborhood, we blame China. Yeah. So, uh, fucking Chinese, April bugs. What? Yeah. That's not a thing. But it, apparently. It's a Chinese tick. There was. Is probably what it is. Trying to give us <laughs> Lyme's disease. <laughs> Everything has an S. But we, they said that it infested in the trees and that, you know, they're dormant if it's cold. And then once they get in your house, you warms set them it up, up and yeah. warms them up and here they come. It's a great, so, great reason to not buy trees. Anymore. Well, it put my sister in a severe panic because yeah. over, I think it was this summer, they were having a really bad problem with this. Like they were, there were swarms of them Yeah, and she got some in her house and you can't kill Like it's, it's hard to kill them. They're like bed bugs. And they multiply like roaches. Yeah. Like it's bad. And so. You got to burn the house down basically. Pretty much yeah. is where my sister was at when she found one. Right. The video is amazing. My niece sent it to me because she couldn't even help her. She was laughing so hard at how she was screaming at this bug this big. So. Karen was like, no, no fucking way I'm having that in my house. So she didn't get one. Yeah. And some lady in Philly, I think it was Philadelphia, she got a tree, decorated it. Everything was great. Um, they're sitting admiring their tree or whatever. And there was an owl in it. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw that on How crazy is that? NBC News or something. But it didn't they fully decorated the tree. Yeah, owl just hung out there like 
and then it presented itself and then they're like oh my god trying to help it out you yeah. know because today you can't hurt anything whereas my sister by the way if you want to report her she smashed all those chinese japanese bugs whatever they were once she heard the oriental continent was involved yeah. she just started smashing Get the hammer so she killed those fucking bugs she didn't care to let them out but they 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 wouldn't get couldn't get that owl out of the house. Yeah. So I was like, hope oh, we get an owl. I'll deal with an That'd owl. Be cool. Right. I'm into owls. They're evil. Are they? Yeah. Evil. How are they evil? Well, they're nocturnal they just... and they they're predators. So. Oh okay. I just think of them as chill. No, I mean they're chill because they just sit there when like, you see ding. them, but they're literally just they're flying loud. around and they will they will shred. They have intense talons so they will oh, shred yes. small animals to pieces well right but that's the circle of life they well, won't hurt yeah. me no you're too large yeah but yeah. You they're know, bullies basically yeah if they Flying you know bullies. if they saw a chihuahua they'd be like cut them open yeah like a fucking uh what's the other one the coyote yeah they go after the little fucking coyote they look for a puppy they look for a so where, cat, where, where, where i live the coyotes uh you know they, i have that big mountain across the street yeah, they're so everywhere. they're all Crazy. over the place so like some nights i'll be laying in bed i'll get home late or whatever and you literally can just hear coyotes howling Ooh. to each other in all directions where i'm just like god that's fucking annoying i know some people are like oh that's nature beautiful i'm just no, like you built the in their up. neighborhood that's what I, happened i moved here to get away from the sound of homeless people howling and now i gotta listen to this shit the other night i'm driving home uh now you know where the homeless got it from they figured it out. And they're scavengers, too. Yeah. I always say the coyotes are the tweakers of the dog world. Because <laughs> they just, like, they pop Not- out of the shadows, and they're all, they scurry away quickly, and they look like they're on, they basically look like yeah. German shepherds on meth. Excellent. Um, so I'm driving home, I think it's, like, December 30th. I think it was the night before New Year's Eve. And um, I'm driving through Beverly Hills, heading back, and there's just a fucking coyote at, like, 11:30 at night literally just strolling through them. the intersection directly across the street from the Beverly Hills hotel I've seen them I freak out when they're in Beverly Hills I'm, I'm like, like dude this is so close Yeah like what the fuck are you doing in Beverly Like Hills? I understand by where you are in the mountains yeah. but not in the fucking street Yeah Yeah they're they're crazy by me I my parents were here like maybe a year ago we uh or we just took Julia for a walk or whatever so we walked up to the street and um, the street I live on ends you have about to have a stick. You need to oh, borrow a stick. Right. Uh, I'll take a bat. Um, we walked like a, probably half mile up the street, and then the the street ends, and it's like part of Santa Monica oh, Mountain, okay. whatever the park is there. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, so we get to the end, and there's like hiking trails or whatever. And we had her stroller, so I was like, "Oh, well, I'm not going to take her on the the dirt trail." But right. my mom was like, "Is this where the coyotes live?" I'm like, "Yeah, probably. You should just howl to them." So my mom, being my mom, starts howling. I love and I'm just it. standing there, just like oh, so she's dumb, so cute. And uh, about ten seconds later, coyotes just start howling back. It's oh like, my god! It's like five in the evening. I'm just like. What the fuck? And then my mom's so excited. She stands there. talking to me. Howls back at him. For Meanwhile, she's like, minutes. we got one. She yeah. don't even know she's talking. It's like, <laughs> we got a young baby over here if you guys are interested in feeding. There's a small one. There's a small one. Who's touching? I don't know. There's a lot of man-on-man hugging going on. A lot of hugging. What was, uh, what was the store like over Christmas? 
Um, I've never, I don't partake. Christmas Eve, it was packed. It was great crowd. Um, a lot of tourists, right? Cause a lot even of when tourists, I waited a lot tables, of locals too. Yeah. A lot of a lot of locals who uh, didn't go anywhere. In. So yeah, yeah. Um, but it was sold out. Or show, um, you know, I did great. I got a lot of feedback that I was far superior to the other comedians That's on the show. And I don't see why that, and, I mean, that happens every um, night, doesn't it? I mean, pretty much. But because it was the holidays, there was a lot of extra spirit about it. Oh, okay. So like, you were the best. Yeah, I got yeah. I got some nice messages from these fucking losers on social media, okay. just okay. telling me how impressive I was. Like I needed to hear that. <laughs> You're like I already know. And uh, and then Christmas, um, it was also good. I Christmas don't know if it was Day, sold out, but yeah. it was pretty close. Packed well, out. there's so many people that like don't celebrate Christmas. Where because yeah. I I can remember like even as a waitress, I have to do the schedule and I'd have to have, you know, a certain amount of waitresses. And when they would call it, I'm like, fuck, because it would be busy. Like yeah. even in our dead years, those yeah. were our busiest times because there was nothing else open. Yep. And, um, I, and Mitzi, back then, Mitzi always had the Chinese food thing. Yeah. Just put that Eve, out. Chinese food. Chinese food. They like that. It's Jewish thing. Yeah, because that's right. what I learned about how the Jews always eat Chinese, Chinese food. food for and Christmas a movie. Eve. Yeah. Usually. I'd be like, oh, okay. Because I was always starving back then. So Yeah, you're like, all like, right, Sweet Chinese yeah. food. And I'd just get horrible <laughs> stomach pains from it. Who eats Chinese food? At God a comedy club, you. especially. But, just been sitting out in a tin oh. for two hours. Well, that still, still looks good. Still get it. Who's getting it? Nobody bro, gets it. Chinese food is fresh, bro. Oh, God. Laney, Jerry are sleeping in the back. <laughs> I have another feeding in 10 minutes. I was so excited that. Uh, Were they here? On my, no, I don't think so. But my Facebook uh, feed posted a. Uh, Eight years ago, or whatever, the when it notifies you of oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah when you yeah, get like a yeah. this is what happened eight years ago, and so I clicked on it and it was just a picture of Laney passed out in the back of the OR, <laughs> mouth agape. <laughs> Dean sitting next to her, giving me a big Bro. thumbs up, and Jerry Bear just looking at the camera like he's about ready to just butt fuck it. <laughs> so great, and that's I'm looking at him, just dying laughing, and then like there's this message from Laney on there. She's like, Ingram, I support that club more than anybody. <laughs> if I fall asleep sometimes, that's what happens. No one's bad, lady. No oh, bad. my God. That's so sad. Yeah, I, I think of them. I think of, like, people that have nowhere to go, and that's cool that there's a place open. Yeah. I always stayed for Thanksgiving, like, yeah. when I waited tables. Now I tag out for both. Yeah. And Thanksgiving's pretty good here, too. People, yeah, Thanksgiving was good. People would love their family to shut up. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, let's go to a comedy show. Yep. Here, let's listen to somebody else. Yeah, the shows were good both holidays this year. Yeah. New Year's and Eve was actually pretty good. You did three shows New Year's Eve here. Yeah, all the talented comedians uh, were making money um, <laughs> shows you. elsewhere. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> then myself and uh, the... Uh, unpayable comedians of okay i was in New the Jersey comedy world getting paid yes um yeah i mean it literally seemed like every person 90 percent of which i don't find amusing or respect in any way were able to book headlining gigs somewhere i do you, you gotta admit new new year's eve worst crowds i don't know i've I literally have never been able to perform anywhere other than here so yeah but i'm saying even here 
They're they're loud. They're, it's I'm all saying right. Their brain is set for something else. Yeah. Even though they're at a comedy club. Tommy used to make me ring in the new year. Oh my god! Like three years in a row, wow. he made me do it. And so, well, you know, because you do something different, okay? And so the, you can interact with the crowd because that's what you do anyway, okay? So the countdown's not going to disrupt your flow. And the, like, the countdown disrupts everyone's it flow. It disrupts anything. Anything and then, and then People are like, calling their home. You're like, what are you doing? I'd be like seven minutes into my set, and then we got 10 seconds. <laughs> So then that Danny? I, yeah. That's a pretty good Danny. And so then I'd have to do the countdown, and then everyone would cheer and scream, and they all have champagne, and they're hugging and yelling and screaming, and then like a minute of that goes on, and then it kind of dies down, and then I have to just go back to doing comedy. It's so fucking lame. Well, I'm going to tell you how we did it. Okay, the first show, Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve. It was you and Shubes? Me and Schubert, yeah. which is great. Sure, and the the club owner of the Stress Factory is also a comic, and he's pretty, he's decent. Where usually a club owner, the comic wants is terrible. It, terrible. Yeah. So Vinny, he works a lot. He is this the same guy who owns the Stress Factory in New Brunswick? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. it, it, I we were in him. New Brunswick. Yeah. yeah, Vinny. Okay, so Vinny does stand up. Okay, and um, so he goes on any. He is so personable with his crowd. Like, he knows everybody in there. So when he's on, it's almost like having an ultimate local warm-up guy. Right. Because he knows mostly everyone in the audience. Yeah. So they support his Inside club. jokes. And they, right. Yeah. So it's great. So he does his thing. And so I think he did, like, 15. I did 30. And then Schubert did 40 or 45, whatever it was. Two shows? Two shows. Okay. The first show was great. It's older They're pre-gaming. People. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to go um, do their countdown at home or party or something. The second one, now that you got to understand Vinny Brand is is a ball breaker and he constantly comes in and he's, okay, this is what we're going to do. And all of it's a lot. He's fucking with you. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, he comes in, he goes, all right, the second show, we're going to start. You'll probably go on stage at 1130. And then at midnight, I'll come up. I'll interrupt you. We'll bring in the new year. We'll do... I'll give them like 10 minutes. They'll call their families. They'll do their thing. Then we'll, you know, I'll get the crowd back. And then Schubert will go on at about 1230. And Schubert goes, no, no, this is, this has got to be the worst idea I've ever heard. And we're both sitting there like, is he fucking with us? Yeah. And, and Vinny goes out and he's like, it's just trust me. It'll work. And it's his club. So it's so busy. People are calling him every five seconds. So they keep pulling him out of the, yeah. And so we're me and Schubert are just sitting in the dressing room like this is he's fucking with us. Yeah, this is gonna be terrible. What a disaster. So now it's ten forty, ten forty five, whatever, ten fifty. He comes in, he goes, You guys good? And we're like, Is this are you fucking with us? Is this really how Yeah and he goes over the whole thing again and we're like, This can't be. Yeah. And Nothing like the headliner post celebration. We did it. Wow. I've never he goes, this is what's going to happen. We're going to do it, and you're going to go, why does any other club do it any other way? <laughs> and I was like, well, I know I'm, I might say that because I'll be thrilled to be off by midnight, but Schubert on the other yeah. hand <laughs> Sucks to be him. is going to get raped on repeat, yeah. no? And he goes, Jimmy goes, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, and he starts, you know, Schuberting. Yeah, he's, sh- he's all shifty. <laughs> he's, he's limping again. <laughs> brother charlie with us and charlie's like what's wrong with him and i'm like don't yeah not now and charlie's like 
Flyers are losing. I'm like, nope, no one cares. Uh, right now, Schubert's in yeah. a little bit of a panic. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go get more Budweiser. So you just like walk off. And <laughs> she's like, we were panicked. And then if uh, Vinny goes, I'm going to light you. But if you, you know, run the light, I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to say, hey, you know, yeah, it's midnight. We got to do this. And I was like, okay. So I'm now I'm waiting. The lights on. I'm trying to like wrap it up. I can't see what time it is. There's no clock. Fuck. And then I thank God I, I finished a good and then I was like, are you guys ready? <laughs> Ring in the new year. Yeah. Vinny, where the fuck are you? Is this really how it's going to happen? And then he came up. I mean, people went crazy. Called their families. It was a good 10, 15 minutes maybe. Yeah. And then he went back up. He's calling them by name, you know. So yeah. he knows them. He gets them to sit. I've never seen anything happen like that he sets sets the tone got puts the him back, back. In. yeah schubert went up and lost at least 15 pounds yeah he was because he was so nervous yeah but he he professional he killed yeah he he schuberted you know yeah. but it was not easy yeah yeah but he got him and he got off he goes let's get the fuck out of here because yeah. he had a 4 30 flight <laughs> yeah I, I remember one year I think it was the first year that Tommy was like, well, I'm going to have you bring in the new year. And Brody had done it like three years in a row. Okay. So Brody was Harris very- Pete always did it too. Harris always did it in the in OR. In the OR. Yeah. And he'd light off firecrackers. Always funny. When I was the doorman, uh, two years in a row he did it and set off the fire alarm. Okay. And so then we had okay. to literally had to clear out the entire OR and wait for the smoke to clear before we put people back in there. Now, can you imagine the comic has to go on? Dude, I think I think Skippy Simon had to go after him or something. Aww. And uh, but yeah, so uh, first year I had to do it at midnight. I'm just like, all right, this is this is the deal. And people are already starting to talk. And you know, everyone's just saying, oh, it's always like checking their phones. It's almost midnight. What time is it? And uh, about three four minutes into my set, Brody just walks out on stage. And I turn around and I'm like. Hey, Brody Stevens, everyone. He's like, uh, takes the mic. I uh, just wanted to come out here. Uh, in previous years, I have rang in the new year. And I was watching from the side, and I just wanted to let you know you're doing a great job. Isn't he oh, doing a great job, everyone? my God. Well, if, I mean, if you want to hang out and stay out, and maybe you, know, you could help me ring in the new year, that would be a, a great idea. <laughs> And so then he just hung it. He literally just basically took over my set because he wanted to be the one so badly. Oh, my God. I was just God. dying. Just like, God, that's so funny. I, I mean, that's I, just so I, Brody not to let it go. I just wanted to come out and say you're doing a great job. I'm watching you <laughs> from the back. Uh. Just uh, an opening with, uh, in, in past years, I have had the Why honor. did he switch it? He didn't say, Tommy? Like, just. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just a. Uh, Tommy wanted to do something different. This was that same era when Tommy decided that I, I only got uh, the now the Brody spot, but Tommy would always make me go up last, last. in the main room. Oh, and be like, well, we need you to ex- spread your wings, okay. expand your comedy. Okay, really hone. All right, this is like, like Kennison. Okay, you can develop a late night following. Only instead, my favorite thing that everybody says it's the Kinnison spot. Yeah, and for me, since I'm not a famous person like Kinnison was when he was he doing wasn't the Kinnison though, when spot, when he was getting those spots, uh, 
And like the stories I've heard from people are like, after Kinnison got famous, he would want to do it so that way he'd go on for two hours. Yeah, yeah. But I would go up in front of eight people and And do as long as you want. I'm like, can I do three minutes? Because I don't want (laughs) to. That sounds better. Yeah. Three minutes tops is great. This is awful. Well, I'm really going to continue to be awful. Really liked when you did last night. Oh, really? Because I could hear you singing in the <laughs> lobby from where I was doing comedy. That's how bad it was going up there. What would he be saying? That's called Metsy song. I'm still alive. Sound a little Pearl Jammy in there. What's that song called? Uh, it is. I'm there's yeah, alive by alive, Pearl Jam. That's yeah. it, alive. Um, See, I was trying to be hip. I even have an alive shirt, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, the alive guy. Um, I was excited that on that video, I think I sent you of Tommy oh performing God, to in Honduras, uh, that he was covering Temple of the Dog. I did not realize <laughs> he was doing the Pearl Jam Soundgarden super band. Amazing. Temple uh, of the Dog, one of my favorites. Oh, I was dying. What was that to benefit? I forget. But uh, that that was somebody uh, died. Yeah, the, the before Not Tommy before Pearl Jam was a band, they were a different band with a different lead singer right, right. called Mother Love Bone. Right, and That's the it. lead singer That's died. And now, and what song was Tommy? <laughs> he was doing Hunger Strike. Hunger. I don't mind eating bread from the mouths of starving Indians. Wait a minute, that's, that's not the word. I'm going hungry. Like starving Indians? Well, <laughs> if they were so great, they would have had the technology to defend themselves. <laughs> that was, that's, I didn't, I have to rewatch, so, I have to check tape. Um, because that's amazing but yeah i was very excited uh one of my buddies um one of my best friends ex-girlfriend uh is now married to a guy who um takes her around the world and they eat a bunch of drugs and party and oh that's what they do oh wow yeah i thought we're gonna say eat a bunch of different cultures food no they'll go to like the rainforest and eat a bunch of hallucinogenic roots and trip out on a fucking mayan temple for a couple days that kind of that kind of crazy shit um but they were they made it to some random island near honduras and walked into a restaurant to have dinner unaware that she must former like... talent coordinator Tommy Morris was going to be performing from the corner of the room, and uh, she said she recognized him but didn't know Couldn't where she recognized him. Figure it out, from. place it. Yeah. yeah, sure. You're in the. You're like, wait, I'm not that person. Luckily, he was performing for once. About those vocals started. Eight people in a taco restaurant in Honduras, and he felt the need to mention. I'm going was, hungry. You know, I. Uh, Worked at the comedy store in Hollywood for no, a while. Yeah. No, he didn't. In between songs. And as she put it, at least half the people in the crowd didn't speak English. <laughs> and the ones who did were like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? You know, you know I helped uh, I helped discover the careers of Chris D'Elia. <laughs> Look around the room. No one is impressed because it's Javier, <laughs> the Honduran. Who's like, what is Gringo talking about? Who's <laughs> Chris D'Elia? Maybe you've heard of Whitney Cummings because I discovered her. All right. Anyway, this song is called Man in the Box by Allison Chains. Um, so, yeah. More stuff that they're like, 
Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Cause what? what is this song? <laughs> Doesn't uh, don't you have anything Spanish? Like at least Ari's going and learning Spanish. Do you speak Spanish? Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. She's. I th- thought it was you. I, it I was a little. No, I I um the only foreign language class I ever took was Latin. So. Oh, okay. I can't remember who, but <laughs> Ari, I text him in New York. I said, hey, are you in town? Because I was in New York for like 12 days. So I was just going to see if he wants, you know, if he was performing, whatever, we could yeah. hang out. So I was like, uh, hey, you in town? And he writes me back this long thing in Spanish. Basically, Classic, he's in Colombia learning Spanish. So I just write back, jerk off, because that's who I am. Yeah. I don't have time for nonsense. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, wait. Did Ari get hacked? Like, you know what I mean? I couldn't. Yeah. Maybe I, because he's always changing his number. So I'm like, fuck. So I sent it to Jeff Danish and he translated it for me. <laughs> and it was something. Danish speaks Spanish? No, he ha- looked it up. Oh, I see. He knows a little, but not like, right. you know. So wait, Ari was in Columbia. South America. Yeah. Okay. I think it's Colombia learning. That's his new thing. He wants to learn. From a native, yeah, and he just keeps he putting up all these random pictures yeah. of him in Colombia. Like, how they give you a Colombian necktie, you motherfucker? Yeah, like just not that he does or drugs or whatever. I'm sure he's doing deal. drugs. Yeah, 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 but not that way. Yeah, he's not cokehead. That's the ones that. Yeah, I don't think so. That's the ones where people get angry over. Yeah. The other shit nobody cares about. Yeah, and I, and Ari, I guess weed too, but he's more of a hallucinogenic. Yeah, Ari's guy. a weed guy and a, a mushrooms guy. Mushrooms, that's the one. But uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's he's uh, paying for. Off. He's probably paying oh. for his drugs. Oh yeah, yeah, he's definitely. That, that's paying. the thing that angers people. Can I have money? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll pay you extra. Just give me the drugs. <laughs> Uh, don't follow me. <laughs> he uh, Ari's uh, his journey to becoming a, a drug experimenter is is very oh, amusing all... to me. Yeah, I remember he he was like he came up to me. He always smoked pot though, right? No. Oh, really? He did when I first I guess I when remember. I like worked here and the first couple of years I hung out. He very rarely smoked pot, um, and back then. I, I always, I was always the guy who had good pot. So right. I remember Ari came up to me and was like, "Hey, um, could you get me a bag of like that really good shit?" I'm like, <laughs> "Sure, man." So I got him a bag, and so you uh, ruined Ari's life as well. Okay. Well, well, yeah, I got him. I gave him the weed, and then like, I want to say 15, 16 months later, we were in La Jolla together, and he was like, "Hey, I got some weed." I'm like, oh, "Nice." I'm like, "Ah, where'd you get this?" He's like, "Um, it's that bag I bought from you." I'm like, that was a year and a half ago, man. Oh my god! Well, I don't really smoke that much, so I'm like, you're a fucking animal. I can't even imagine having. I mean, it's got to be the equivalent. Yeah, it had to be like the equivalent of like 20 bowls, maybe. Like I would smoke that in three days back then. Jesus, you know I've never smoked pot. I know. Gross. You weirdos. You and my little sister. Oh, Richie too. Yeah, I never smoked pot. Rico didn't. Yeah, uh, Uncle Rico. Uh, Uncle Rico. No, my little sister Edie and my brother Bobby too never smoked pot. Yeah, I don't weird. know why. Maybe we were just like weirded out by it, or my, my, yeah, my, my brother. Everybody never had did. it. Everybody did it. I was always around it. My two best friends did it, and I remember them eating a lot. And I was like, "That's it." Yeah. 
It's a great feeling. I miss it a lot. Do you? Yeah. Well, I guess you you were talking. We were talking about not feeling, not thinking. Yeah. That kind of does it, right? Not. I, mean, I, I, I definitely guess it don't. Opens it to, in a different way. It may, definitely makes me so I'm not like sitting around thinking about how unsuccessful I am and. It's like, Maybe I should start doing that. Yeah, like I instead of like um, not being able to sleep until like one in the morning because I'm sitting there going, "What am I doing? How what badly doing? have I fucked up my whole life that these untalented pieces of shit are successful and I am fucking nowhere?" And then waking up in the morning, like six in the morning, being like, "Holy fuck! I accomplished nothing last night and I am yeah. still unsuccessful." I would oh just my be god! Like, I'm glad you do that to yourself too. I thought I was the only nutbag. Nope. My mom's like, "You're getting antsy. You want to go back to Los Angeles. You don't like being here." I go, "That's not what it is. You're missing the point completely. Yeah. I'd stay here forever if I could now and hide. Yeah, and never. But I fucked up and I chose this crazy ass lifestyle. That what was happening is I get anxiety of. I always have anxiety of I'm not doing enough. Right. And I'm not working hard enough to get to yeah the better, next level right of... so, so coming back here was the like to la because now you're in it yeah. now it's back now it starts again now the cycle just yeah what are you doing what did you do uh you're gonna get there well how was your trip where did you work what did you yeah they want your fucking play-by-play in this competitive yeah, man, I, I was Jim that we work. I came out in. in tonight thinking we were going to be able to talk to Garland, and I was going <laughs> to line up this comedy special. And yeah, and he gave us the fucking. Strangely enough, he bailed out, and I'm starting to think that maybe this comedy special isn't going to happen after all. I think you might put, be on to something. I put all my chips in the pot, and I, I said, was hoping to I'm get a walk ride. on in Goldberg's. I guess not. Unbelievable. That's out, that's in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I guess that's where we keep the Jews. In case you're wondering. That makes sense. <laughs> well, in the 80s, definitely was segregated. But, uh, yeah, we were supposed to talk to Jeff Garland, and he uh, stood us up. Um, he had bigger things so to if, do. If you want to torment Jeff on his social media for standing us up, Does he have? go for it. Yeah, oh, I yeah. guess he has Instagram. Yeah, yeah. remember he, Twitter. he said something about Dice. Oh, yeah. On Joe Rogan's podcast. Well, Joe Rogan is so good at, like, saying great things about dice you know like he obviously was influenced by kinnison dice those are his guys yeah. you know that's who he looked up to which is awesome and when he speaks about dice he's he says it in like an amazing manner and andrew's always like i'm embarrassed to listen to this but yeah but it's great like it's nice and yeah. um paying homage and so garland was on and i guess he said something Oh, I know. He said that the day the laughter died, which was Andrew's biggest album, went double platinum rather quickly. And that's so the one that where he performed in front of nobody. Eight people at Dangerfield. Yeah. By the way, I performed at Dangerfield a couple weeks ago. Amazing. Is that right? I got a I check. I didn't know it was still a... for twenty five dollars, and it says Rodney Dangerfield on there. I didn't realize it was still a club. It really is, and the same guy runs it, Tony. Terrific, and um, it's very much like the store. If you go late night, there's not a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's gritty. It's that old school kind of. Sure, it's fucking great. I loved it. Where is it? But it's on um sixty eighth. No wait, I'm so, I get so confused. 
um, 60, 63rd and 2nd, I think, I, somewhere I mean, I, around there in I, Manhattan. I don't know a single street. So I'm sorry, Manhattan, it's in Manhattan yeah. somewhere, but it's uh, Dangerfields and it's still, that's where he recorded it. Yeah. So when I went in there, he was so jealous. How'd you get a spot? <laughs> but anyway, um, Garland um, was talking about them doing it at Dangerfields and he said, I bet it was Rick Rubin's idea. And it wasn't, right. it was Dice's idea. So Andrew, of course, immediately. Yeah, I recall the. Took to social the media. Beef. You <laughs> fat motherfucker. Why does he call? I was like, well, Andrew, he just didn't know. Who cares? Yeah. But he went off on him. And then when Andrew was doing a podcast, he had them on. And I was Andrew's co host for that episode and watched them hash it out. Hilarious. So I've done a Garland. That's podcast. Why. You put him on the spot. And maybe that's why he's afraid too. He doesn't want to give you a special and he doesn't want me to say, hey, remember when you shit on Dice on Rogan? We're the, we're no, the two funniest guys in comedy. And... Yes, we are, Rick. Oh, I thought you meant... Oh, was it me? Oh, it's the two of us. Rick and I are uh, going to switch genders. We're going to gender fluid. We're, we're going to... We're gonna gender fluid. Is, is that, that how, how you say it? it? I don't fucking know. We I should just gender. Assume... We should gender fluid. We... That, I mean, that definitely sounds like uh, there's. A lot I of... go on as a dude. You go on as a chick. Oh, I see. Then we're a comedy team. All right. A tranny team. Can we say that? Yeah, you can say tranny team. Tranny team. We're tranny not, we team. are not working in Hollywood, so we can say whatever oh, we want. Oh, I thought this was gonna get us in Hollywood. No, no, no. This. <laughs> We my goal this year is to get on the Degenerates uh, Netflix. Yeah, how do we do that? I don't know, Rick. But can, can I do it too? Go. Let's start a campaign. Yes, Rick and I on the Degenerates. Because I feel like I'm they, more degenerate than some of the same. Degenerates. But but the first one, first ones it was like Brad Williams and they Diaz. did really well. Yeah. Diaz and Christina Pazinski, they did yeah. really well. And then this year, it's Bobby Kelly, it's Jim Norton, it's uh, um, Nikki Glaser, Nikki Glaser, it's uh, Pat Miss Pat, who yeah. I think is terrific. Donnell, uh, Donnell Rawlings. I yeah. mean, that's what I'm saying. They're bringing, they're bringing some good, and it, it's the only one that's come back for a second. Yeah, like that other 15 minute one just didn't work. Yes, but. So you're you could probably get in. How? You're female and funny and filthy. Filthy. I, on the other hand, I'm gonna have to wear a dress or something to get them to. But you, me. what are you talking about? You're a white male. You're obsolete. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they're not gonna book me for anything. But you're funny. Bobby Kelly was on it. He's a white male. Yeah, but he's he's already known. They're not going to so, book unknowns. I went. I was hanging with Bobby in Philadelphia, and um, I didn't perform that night. It was his show. He was headlining at Punchline, but my sister wanted to go see him. I go, I'm not watching comedy, but you watch, and I'll meet you after. And I met them after, and people were, were like, hey, we can we take a picture with Bobby? So I was taking pictures, and he thought it was hilarious That's so, that I had to take pictures. So like, rude. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would have spit in people's faces. <laughs> and, and then he was taking pictures of me taking pictures. God damn Fuck it. you. So I'm just saying, I don't know. That's a thing. That's a good thing. And we can well, get good on luck. that. I, I think you could get on. You could too. No one's, what am I going to cold call them? I got nothing. I got Same. nothing in this Same. community. <laughs> People don't even know I exist. Wait, we got our show starts this month. Wait, when is yours there? 
uh, like the 16th. We're ringers, guys. We're part of the ringers. Mine is January 24th. So it starts January 10th. So watch um, on Comedy Central. When does... Uh, Mine January 24th. When does this podcast come out? Today. Now. Oh, it's coming out now. We're a week late. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm going to be on uh, Lights Out on next Tuesday, the 7th. And uh, then I think... I can't even remember what date. I think See, like you've got all kinds of stuff happening. What are you talking about? No, Lights out again? That's the, great. Those are the only two things I have booked for the rest of my life. Is the, the rest ringers of this is coming month. out? Go one month at a time. Okay. Let's go one day at a time. Uh, all right. So if I go one month at a time, then I have uh, two things this month. Okay, that's great. I got Lights Out Spade next Tuesday. The seventh, and I got the ringers on like the seventeenth or something. See that seventh, one more seven, and you hit the lottery. And then I have nothing booked for the rest of my life. No one likes you, Rick. That's true. All right, um, watch the ringers, Comedy Central. Listen to the podcast, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, if you don't watch the ringers, at least just watch, oh, watch. footage from um, Ring Doorbell apps on Neighbors dot com or whatever it is. I just got my mom one of those. Yeah, <laughs> we have one. It, it uh, so far has served purpose of nothing. <laughs> the one time we could have used it because the police were pounding on my front door at four in the morning. Uh, Corinne forgot that we had it, so she didn't check it out. She was just like, someone's trying to break in. Go open the door. I'm like, what? Why would I? She want you to invite them in? I guess. Okay. So I, I saw a bunch of flashlights peering in the windows I'm like that's probably cops and what was it to evacuate no it was um so we have a adt security system yeah because we're worst, ballers by the way the worst and mm-hmm. every me crazy every time the cell phone tower in our area goes out which is quite frequent because we live in a hilly area um our security system just starts beeping to notify us that it, it cannot receive or send out a signal currently Amazing. okay so it started doing it, and uh, I called ADT, and I go, yeah, it's doing this shit again that it did a couple months ago. And the guy was like, oh, okay, um, well, I need you to set off the alarm to see if it notifies us that um, there's a break-in so we can find out if the the uh, system works or not. And I go, okay. So I set off the alarm, and it's going, you know, shrieking, loud alarm noise, and then he's like, you got to do it for a full minute. I'm like, okay. And then he's just like, nope, we didn't get any signal. So your system's non-operational. I'm like, cool. How do we fix it? Well, you're going to have to call AT&T because it's their tower and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. So eventually I just call ADT back and I go, listen, this shit's not going to be turned on probably for a day. So how the fuck do I turn the volume down so that I don't have to listen to this notification beep every minute and a half? You can't. And he he told me how to turn the volume down. So I I figured it out. I turned the volume down. And so even though it continued to not get a signal, um, it, I didn't have to listen to it. So then three days go by tower still down, I guess. And eventually they turn it back on at four in the morning and the system turns back on. And at that point, the alarm system sends out a message to the police department that the alarm was set off from a break-in from three days before because the ADT guy told me to do it. And so they showed up at my house with their guns drawn because they received note that there was a full burglary taking place. 
Yeah. And so I open the door and, and there are four cops standing there with guns. And I'm like, Come on can in, I, guys. Yeah, can I, can I help you? Right on time. And they were like, Well, we received note that there's a, a break in going on, but we don't hear your alarm. And I said, Well, the alarm does appear to be working again, but it has been non operational for three days. And I'm guessing. It sent out a signal from three days ago when they told me to set it off to see if they could receive the signal. And he was like, okay, sorry, have a good night. Jesus. Like, Jesus. And then I went upstairs, and was like, oh, my God. What if how, What if we couldn't, didn't know it was cops? I'm like, well, you could have checked the fucking doorbell cam. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't think about it. I'm like, yeah, good. I'm excited about this doorbell cam thing for my mom. Yeah, it's exciting. It's good times. It's going to notify her every time my brother Charlie goes out to smoke a cigarette. That's going to be good. It's very exciting. Yeah. So now what she knows how many. She can count them. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Please watch Rick on Lights Out. It's a great show. It's a fun show. And then The Ringers, um, Comedy Central. His is the 17th. Watch them all. There's the 10th, the 17th. I'm the 24th. And I think it goes into February, right? Yeah, I think so. I think there's six Punky, episodes. Everybody's so. on it. It's killer. Definitely check, check it, it out. out. Uh, mostly just ours. A lot of the other comics are garbage. But <laughs> That's not true. Just check out the good ones. That's not true. I think everybody was great. If you feel like making negative comments about other people. Oh, yeah, people, we like that. That's, oh, that's perfectly fine. you meant fun. about us, too. No, I no. Care. Com- I don't care about us. Compliment either. us. Because we're we're great, but other people that aren't on the same level, and you notice, just put it out there for people. They to gotta know. know where they stand. Exactly. All right. Thank you guys so much. Josh, do you have anything New to Year. promote? Is Josh here? Happy New Year. Is he not there? Is he don't want to do it? He don't want to do it. All right. Thank you Peace. guys. Peace.